we call TED the playground. So we can try everything that we cannot try like anywhere else. I'm like do these crazy collaborations that would otherwise be impossible. Hello, TEDx organizers, and welcome to Solving for X. I'm your host, Jay Harati, and today I'm here with Nan Tansi Sakun. She is the lead for the offstage activations at TEDx Bangkok in Thailand. Listen in as Nan and I dive deep into the different ways her team has infused the unique culture of Bangkok into the audience experience at her event. Nan, welcome to Solving for X. Thank you. We're excited to have you. Yes, I'm excited home, to be here. Home is normally in Bangkok for you, where you organize TEDx Bangkok, but you are here in New York now. What are you doing here? Um, I'm doing my masters here at NYU. The program is called ITP. It stands for Interactive Telecommunications Program, and it's a hybrid between art and technology, um, computer science. Interesting. Degree. Well, yeah. I'm really excited to have you here because over the time since you've started TEDx Bangkok, really from the very first event, we've been seeing photos and I've been shown photos of all the, um, really the high production values and what you've created. But we were always really, really impressed and surprised by the activations that you've created off the stage. We've used them, I hope it's okay with you, but we've used them in many presentations. Yes. When we show off <laughs> different things that TEDx organizers create, we always go and look at what TEDx Bangkok has created. And that's really what we want to focus on in this conversation today. Uh, before we go there, um, take us a little bit to Bangkok. What does your city look like and okay. feel like? So Bangkok is in Southeast Asia. It's very hot. Um, it's a very busy city, a very big city, um, and much like New York, it's very diverse. You can find everything there. Um, I think usually people either go there for the nightlife or the temples, uh, <laughs> which are two very, very um, different, different yeah, very yeah. different experiences. And you go to the temples, you can pray, you can meditate. Um, you can get a Thai massage after. Right. And then the other side is just drinking till morning. Lots of gay bars, lots of different exotic shows. And so how is that reflected at all in the TEDx community that you have built? The people who come to your TEDx event. If I look in the room and I kind of do a nice scan of who is in the room, right. who shows up to right. listen to your ideas and enjoy right. your activities, who are the folks? What's on their mind? What are they thinking? What are their hopes and dreams? All kinds of people from all ages, um, from, I think, secondary school to, you know, 80, 90 years old, and from all like industries, too. So if you even looking at the stage, we have a rapper on the same stage as a data scientist on the same stage as a monk. Like, you can never find that anywhere. I think. Yeah. And so they, I guess the, the interdisciplinary concept of TED Talks on a stage are drawing people from everywhere, whether they're working or studying or retired. Yeah. And I think while they're different, they share this similar, like bigger thing 
um, which is like to question, you know, why are we here? What are we doing? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So when you think of designing experiences for your TEDx audience, do you bring into account the fact that the room is so diverse? Um, we definitely bring in the fact that they're from all different angles of the city because that's the most valuable thing, I think, and the thing that makes TEDx Bangkok different because you're, you're sitting there and you're experiencing the whole show, um, like 20 talks throughout the day. And even though people come in to listen to one, they end up just being surprised and very inspired by all the other ones. Hmm. So are you saying that you're trying in one day you're trying to showcase the entire full spectrum and color of the city, right? Everything that's happening in terms of developments, ideas, interests, sights, sounds, and smells, and all that, right? Yes. And so when you started, where did the inspiration come from to give activations off the stage so much investment, really, as part of the experience? What we try to do as TEDx is sort of zoom in to the people who are doing different things. It doesn't have to be someone famous or a celebrity. Um, and we believe that everyone who comes to the event has something to share too. And it's, it feels like such a waste when you have that much knowledge in a room and it's not being spoken or not being shared. So I think that's when we started to want to do something more active um, outside the stage. Interesting. To unlock the full potential of the event, really, yes. is just kind of yes. get get every get everybody to connect with each other and get yes. them to start sharing what what they bring, and that makes a lot yes. of sense. Obviously, a big part of the heritage of TED as an event is that everybody at TED is there for a week and they come back again a year after year, so they feel like they're part of a community. Yeah, and you are you are clearly activating that. So. Did it start from your first event? Is it something that you began to kind of think about for your second event and maybe third? Or was it something that you were born with, so to speak? <laughs> um, no, the first event was Baby Steps, so we didn't really know what we were doing. But oh, the license holder has been to the bigger TED events and he was sharing with us all these activities that you guys do. And so we wanted to do something similar, but the scale was a lot smaller because the team was a lot smaller and we didn't really know how to do talks yet. And that was the main focus um, to begin with. But then the second year, we definitely stepped it up, trying to make the audience engage with each other. And then the third year, it was the speakers and the audience having like almost equal importance as the talks themselves. Interesting. What's on stage is as important as what's off the stage. Um, How do you organize for that as a team? come up with creative ideas that are connected around a theme and to have the resources to invest in them. What do you do as a team? Um, this is very consultant-like. So we started seeing um, where we are right now as TEDx Bangkok and where we want to be by the end of the event and um, listed out the things that we had to do. So we looked at the feedback that people had about the activities and what we could do better. And then we try to think, okay, so these attendees don't know each other, but they're very open to talk. Um, How do we get them from being open to talk to being interested in collaboration to actually 
act upon collaborating. So the activities are divided into three different areas. The first one is how do we get them to be open and sort of introduce themselves? And the second one is how do we inspire them, which is where the brain smells and all the other activities come in. Which and we'll then, talk about in a minute. And the yeah. third one? And the third one is how do we get them to exchange contacts or, or put their projects forward or share their ideas and their tensions and their projects. Interesting. You start with your theme and you begin to build activities that make sense in the overall context of the theme of the event. And I love, I love what you said. Maybe it is very consultancy, but I liked it <laughs> that you had imagined what people would be walking in like and what you wanted them to walk out like. And you started thinking about what are the activities that you need to put in place that can create that transformation in a few hours. You also mentioned that you read specifically through your survey about what people said about activations. And from that, you developed insights that you need to develop the three steps of opening them up, giving them inspiration, and then helping them connect with each other. And that's a lot of uh, what you just said there I, I, is news to me. And I think a really well, well thought out process of thinking about activations. So thank you. Shall we then talk about some actual activations? Yeah, that's All right, true. let's do that. <laughs> So let's start diving into specific examples. But I will tell you that we had a really hard time narrowing it down to the few we want to talk about because you guys have done so many interesting things. But we picked three or four to go through. Talk to us about the brain smells activation. Maybe start by describing it. Okay, so the brain smells installation is an interactive installation where a participant is sat down, um, plugged in brain sensors, and smell three different scents. And for each scent, the brain data gets visualized into liquid formats. Which yep. then creates some kind of a form of art based on yes, what which, seen, right? which then creates a visual art based on the data of how your brainwave changes with each smell. Right, so the, the photo that I saw was a person sitting down, there's things connected to their head, there's you putting things in front of their nose that they smell, yes. and then somehow that impacts a drawing that gets yes. drawn out on a canvas, yes. and then for each person, the way their brain is responding to smells, uh, it creates a different piece of art, really. Yes, yes. What, were you, what happens with the piece of art then? Do you hang it in the auditorium or do you give it to these people? How did that work? Um, because it's liquid, we could not keep it, but all of them are video, um, are in video formats. Okay, so people but can yeah. see the video, but yes, then it kind yes. of washes away. Yes. It's very ephemeral. Okay. Yes. What were they smelling? What were the different smells that they were smelling? We wanted each one to be very, very different. Um, one was a smell of candy, which is supposed to sort of bring them back to their childhood. Another was a smell of smoke like pollution smell. Mm. And another one, I think, was grass. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And each one triggered very different responses because each person has very different experiences with those smells. So, so it's an activation that looked really cool, probably was a really interesting experience, certainly piques my curiosity when I look at it or if I'm participating. But why did you do this? What was the genesis of this idea? Why did you pick this kind of activation? Um, so this goes back to what I was saying about how we wanted to inspire people with collaboration. Um, so these, the two speakers that were involved in creating this activity 
were two people who would never have met in real life if not for Ted. Um, mm -hmm. A speaker who is a scent designer works in creating different smells. And another speaker was a brain computer interface engineer. Um, so he works a lot with um, assistive technology and um, things like that. But these people have their own tensions. So for the smells, um, we all know that it's very ephemeral, like you said, um, and also very intangible. So we, so she always wanted to make something that is more tangible and show the emotional impact smells can have in people. And so the tension here is, you know, how do you sort of project that emotion? Hmm. And for um, the brain-computer interface engineer, um, brain is very hard to understand. And we wanted to make that, that science or that engineering process more accessible to people. And art is always a medium for um, stuff like that. And, and so we felt like these two tensions really matched and that they could you know, leverage their expertise with each other. Interesting. And so Interesting. that's how Brain Smells came about. So what's fascinating about this is many TEDx organizers, when they think about activations off the stage, they do conversations with speakers. They get one speaker to sit around and have like a speaker round table. But right. it sounds like what you did is you created one of a kind activations that really do not exist anywhere else. And they're only at your TEDx event because two speakers who came from completely different disciplines who did not know each other before, you matched them and you had them use their imagination and their different backgrounds to create something that's very special, right? right. Um, did you, do you have kind of a process by which you create the groupings of these speakers to create different activations? Yes. Um, yes, and thank you to the speakers too, because so during the curation process, we often have speakers dinner um, where the speakers would meet and sort of just introduce themselves and talk about um, what they do. And even through that, like you can, like it becomes very dynamic and, and people share their own um, ideas, what they're working on, um, what their challenges are. And even from that, you can sort of see the chemistry and, and you know, the dynamic of what's going on. And then when we curate the talks, it becomes even more clear what their tensions are and what they're doing. Mm. And so when we wanted to create this, this um, collaboration platform, we looked through each and every speaker that we've worked with for TEDx Bangkok and sort of just list out, like, what are these people doing? How, can we get in touch with them? Do, do we think they would be willing to collaborate? Or, or what might um, be helpful for each one? Yeah. And I saw an image before we started recording. You showed me an image where you put all the pictures of all the speakers on the wall, and then your team started putting stickers, yeah. uh, colored stickers on them of who might have an interesting collaboration, right? Even yeah. if they might be from two completely different places. Yeah. So an idea that we are welcoming TEDx organizers around the world to steal is to <laughs> invite your clusters of speakers. I guess you did it by putting two speakers together. You, I guess yeah. you could do also three, you never yeah. know. And say, hey, create something completely new that didn't exist before um, that somehow, you know, 
brings the best of what you've got. I mean, a computer interface, a brain, brain computer <laughs> interface engineer and a set designer with a passion for smells. What a wonderful matching. So let's go into our second activation. Yeah. Oh, can I give a shout out to oh. the speakers from Brain Smells, of which course. is um, <laughs> Adan Yochanan, Dr. Yochanan, and um, Pikai Chalida, our scent designer. <laughs> okay, good. A good TEDx organizer always gives credit to the speakers. Yes. Fantastic. Um, all right, let's talk about the recycled bottle one. So uh, that was a very photogenic opportunity. Uh, we love the photo. Can you tell us about that activation? Yes. Um, so that is another attempt to show the power of collaboration and also to get rid of the bottles <laughs> uh, from, from the event. What we did was we gave out different coffee with three different labels. Um, one bo glass bottles of coffee, Yes, right? glass yeah. bottles. Um, so we had black labels, red labels, and white labels. And we'd asked them to put um, their used bottles on um, a designed installation where it's labeled which color to put where. And at the end of the day, when they come back and look at it again, it spells out the name of the event, which is TEDx Bangkok. Right. So it's, it was a gorgeous imagery, um, which if, because I got to see the multiple photos of how it developed throughout the day. So the big installation was all white at the beginning. And then yes. it started filling in with, as people were putting in their bottles that were empty in the right slot, it started, you can start seeing some kind of an image. People yes. put red bottles and black bottles and white bottles, which happened to be the colors of TEDx Bangkok. And then by the end of the day, when everybody filled in their, their bottles, it created a big visual of TEDx Bangkok, and it kind of looks really beautiful, and it was created by everybody. Yeah. Um, and so what was the meaning behind this? Um, so this goes back to the theme again, which is collaboration, and we wanted people to feel like each and every single person has sort of a place in a bigger picture. And so throughout the day, it, that, that meaning really plays out because like you said, you can see what um, this installation was until people collaborated and sort of put their own bottles in. Fantastic. Um, we're going to put these photos on the TEDx Hub. If you search for TEDx Bangkok, you should be able to find, to find it. I think it'll be fun to look at. Um, okay. So I love hearing about these collaborations between speakers. I know that we have one more example uh, about the bus, uh, something about a bus. Tell me about <laughs> some collaboration on a bus that I heard about. Right. And this so, one I have not seen pictures of, so you really have to describe it for me. Right. So this one is also an interactive. What we did was we had two speakers again with tensions that could really solve each other. Um, and when you use the word tensions, I think you don't mean that there's tension between. Oh, no, I mean like you challenges mean like, that they have in there. All right. So, so when you use the word tension, it's like something that they're trying to solve in their work could be kind of more interesting when coupled with somebody who's trying to solve something completely right. different. Right. Okay. Right. Interesting. You think like an artist and you talk like an artist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one speaker is a graphic designer who is very fascinated by the graphics in the transportation system in Bangkok, particularly buses. He knows all the routes, all the bus routes in Bangkok. He has sketched them out. He knows all the sort of bus stations. And he has a map and sort of like a Wikipedia of all these bus routes, which doesn't even exist in like the Bangkok bus. <laughs> the bus company doesn't yeah, the have bus much companies. information. Um, right. 
But this is all in paper. It's like a Bible, like a bus Bible that he carries around. Um, but then another speaker who is a data scientist who is also fascinated by this and could not find any data by the bus companies about this to sort of like work with it. Interesting. And so we pad these two together and believe it or not, this technology didn't exist where you can put your location, put two locations and sort of get um, the bus route from point one to point B. Wow. That that did not exist before this activation. And so um, we, we made this um, interactive thing where you can put in where your house is, where your work is and how to get there. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. So... You took a data scientist, matched them with a graphic designer who's completely obsessed with printed maps of the yeah. bus system, which he created many of them by themselves, and you yeah. created a, a, an application and a tool. Does that exist anywhere else after the event? Did, did, uh, um, they're still working on making it... Um, publicly available? Yeah, 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 publicly available tool. Beautiful. I love, love, love this idea of, of taking two speakers together. I want to go tell everybody around about this, which I guess is what we're doing today. Um, <laughs> all right. Tell us about the activations that you did with introverts and extroverts. So people are diverse in where they come from and also in their personalities. And so um, one of the comments we got from the year before was it's very active and there's so much energy. But then like, I have nowhere to be because I'm an introvert <laughs> and the event becomes too much. So we made a room for introverts and it's, it was called the Mind Spa. Um, so people could go in and relax. And it, it's basically just a quiet zone. And we had these like grass laid out in the room right. and, and we had this like counting beans. Um, so like it's meditative right. activity. Um, in something that room. to calm the brain. And yeah, something to get, calm the brain. Get, get reconnected with yourself. Yeah. For that's for the introverts. Yeah. And what did you do for the extroverts? Well, for the extroverts, they don't need as much help. <laughs> um, they just need a stage to share their ideas, right? Um, so we did an open mic where people could share their ideas. And we also did this other um, speed dating-like activity where um, we sat the speakers down in different time slots and people could come in and talk for um, a few minutes and then switch around. Speed dating with speakers, are all the speakers kind of lined up and then people get to rotate? How does it work? With three years, we had about a total of 60 speakers um, and we had three breaks. So each break, we had 20 speakers sit in the cafe area and people could come speak to them but it but it wasn't like ding you have to leave right. um it, it was they could sit as long as they want but then the break's only like 30 minutes right um so right. yeah fantastic so you talked earlier about how you wanted to take them to open them up to inspire them with and to satisfy their curiosity and then to help them connect how are these activities helping people connect? I mean, what are you seeing? What are you feeling? What are you hearing from folks who participate in activities? And at the end of the event, they leave. What do they say? I think when they participate in activities or even even seeing an activity that sort of surprises them, um, they start talking about it to each other and then introducing themselves to each other. Mm. I think what is different about the offstage activities from the talks is that it's more immersive and therefore they're more engaged and therefore they want to find out more. Um, it, it's not just 
hearing it and understanding it, but it's really sort of experiencing it. All right. So now I'm even more excited to make my way to TEDx Bangkok one year because I feel like not only will I see great speakers, or I guess they're all speaking in Thai, right? Are they? Oh yeah, but speak? we have transcribers. Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, trans- <laughs> translators. Uh, but then also a lot of activations that really looks like they seduce all the senses, sights and sounds and and smells. So thank you so much for talking to us about these activations. I want to get to know you a little bit more. How do you get involved with something like TEDx? So I've been such a TED fan. And I think TED for me is... So I was just like, what makes you pause from your everyday thing and really relook at your life in like a bigger picture? Uh, a lot of people who join quit their jobs afterwards because once they join, they realize that what has been in their head is actually possible. That's amazing. Wait, wait. So you're saying <laughs> that the organizing team of TEDx Bangkok, many of the volunteers who joined the team after working on TEDx, they quit their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they found new ones. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they found new really ones. Is... Fa- yeah. I think there are two or three companies that have come out of TEDx. TEDx Bangkok oh, that, that are still running today. They started, they <laughs> yeah. started new things that they realized were possible. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's interesting because when I travel to different TEDx events, if I meet, I meet the organizers and, I, and they will come up to me and say, this has changed my life and it's changed my career. And it's always for different reasons, right? Either because yeah. I met my partner here, my business partner here, we started something new or... I applied for a job and they really liked the fact that I worked at TEDx and I got the job of my dreams. And, yeah. and it sounds like you've built community within your team that you really appreciate is what is what yeah. I heard earlier, right? Yeah. It's like you, you found friendship and then you wanted to create the same thing for your audience. But are a lot of these people now your friends or how does Yeah, how? they've become my best friends and they're each other's best friends. Um, I think the thing that made me stay and made people stay is that we, we call TED the playground. So we can try everything that we cannot try in like anywhere else. Um, like mm. do these crazy um, collaborations that would otherwise be impossible. Um, and for example, um, a copywriter wanted to um, do a poster in like a comics format, but then he c- he didn't have the decision making power if he was working in um, a bigger company or um, graphic designers wanted to test out all these different um, visual designs, and so yeah, it's, love, it's just like I a love playground that, that everyone feels crazy. I love, it's a playground where you can <laughs> yeah. bring out your creativity and experiment with so many things. And you're absolutely right. It's it's what what we really see. Everyone comes in with their ideas and, and creativity and then infuse it into the event, which is why each event looks a little and feels a little bit different, right? It's a, it's yeah. a similar thing, but uh, you all bring your creativity to it. It's good to have you. Thank Thanks you. for all the work that you do. Send a big hello for us for the TEDx Bangkok team and we'll keep watching. Yes, for sure. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Solving for X. Join us on the TEDx Hub to find additional resources on this topic. You can also share your insights or ask questions. This episode was produced with love by Bianca de Jesus, recorded by Taylor Stemley and researched by Tsvetina Deneva. This episode was edited by Mickey Kapper. 
If you haven't done so already, subscribe to the Solving Forex channel wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play, or of course, on the TEDx Hub. Thank you for listening to Solving Forex. See you next time.